points. Chris Coleman with a monumental effort here at High Sense Arena. <laughs> this man is doing it in one of the best leagues in the world, outside the NBA. Hashtag see incredible. Hashtag see incredible. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the NBL News Podcast. And geez, what? I can't believe it. I can't believe it. The fairy tale continues. The Jack Jumpers, they have they've just exceeded everyone's expectations and they have made the grand final in their first season. Drawn by Jackson and Aiden once again. How's it going, guys? Good. I'm, I'm very glad. well. I'm glad I wasn't actually in the building on Monday, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think I wanted to see mob and parents complaining on the way home. <laughs> well, there was there was definitely a lot more louder Tassie fans in that building on Monday night. There would have been a lot of March chants in it. There were a lot of yep. March chants for sure, but I the fairy tale continues. Who would have thought? I don't think we've seen anything like this in Australian sport, maybe even in, in sport around the world where an inaugural team just exceeds expectations and makes a grand final the first year. I mean, the only team that I can think of in Australian sport where they've made a grand final in inaugural season is um, the Western Sydney Wanderers in the A-League a few years back. But other than that, I mean, I, I think this definitely tops the cake in one of the most unbelievable seasons. So um, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on, on this unbelievable fairy tale about the Jack Jumpers. Uh, Jackson, you go first. The closest comparison I can think of is um, the Las Vegas Golden Knights in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Like they came in and in their first year, they made um, the finals, yeah, which is unheard of over there. And um, but the thing is, they're like Las Vegas is a somewhat big market, while Tasmania is like Small market. probably one of the smaller markets yeah. that, in Australian sport. But um, yeah, just incredible what this team has done, considering that Magne has been out for. You know, yeah, marquee player after yeah. season, yep. And um, McIntosh has stood up like um, I saw yesterday in the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers fan group on Facebook. Um, Mikhail McIntosh's mother posted in there, and she was talking about how like the fan backlash affected her and affected Mikhail, and it's a really good read if you have the chance to read it. And um, just what he's been able to do in this second half of the year when Magne's been out and how this team has evolved through that, playing a whole lot more small ball. Like Jared Bairstow has had a big role in this as well. And, um, yeah, just really happy for Tassie. And obviously, I'm guessing we'll talk about Golding later. Yeah, uh, Aiden, your thoughts on uh, the Jack Jumpers? Let's just say we both had them last at the start of the season. Yeah, I think exceeded. I had them last. I, I think I think I said six games would be the minimum that they would win, or like six to eight. I didn't. I think know. yeah, everyone was expecting them to say their goal is to at least not finish bottom and be just as good as the Phoenix in their first season. I think that was what we expected. But they've just been in mostly every game. I think apart from that Sydney game, they've been in every game. Like I don't think they've been killed like from watching. Yeah. So that's the thing, like, you can never want to like, they could, they could be, like, down 12 points and they could still find a way to come back. And I don't know. It's just, uh, like I said, I'm kind of glad I wasn't actually in the building on Monday to see 
like I wish I was there to see them win, but I kind of I just didn't want to see like you know all the salty United fans on the way home. I mean, we might as well go through each game of the series. Game one, um, it was a very defensive game. Uh, if you watched that uh, game back, it's not much scoring involved, and um, Melbourne kind of dominated that game. I would have to say, and they Majette looked just like couldn't the ball. Majette could not pass the ball to anyone. Yeah, I mean, it just looked like Melbourne were easily got a breeze through this series at the start of fort. Look. They might have a chance back in Hobart, but I think Melbourne's got it after that first game. Um, but they went back home, sold out crowd in Tassie. People saying, John Casey, he's been around the NBL for who knows how long. He's saying that it was one of the best atmospheres he's ever been a part of in NBL history. So that's saying something. And they were able to get over the line in that one. Um, that was also quite a low-scoring game. Jackson, what were your thoughts on those? Uh, first two games in the series um well the first game was a complete and utter whitewash after the first quarter and um united just kept rolling like um a big part of this series was um luala chul and how he was either in it or he wasn't in it at all and um and i'm just going to say that maybe the shushes are going to um come back came back to bite him a bit um and a dental appointment yep oh yeah yep <laughs> we'll, we'll be talking about that um but second game like crowds just electric down there like um i'm not saying build a bigger stadium but i'm saying try and remove all the seats and just have standing room because you could fit another two thousand people in there and it could be really really big but um like big shot from a jet in the like just before the last minute i want to say in that um in the second game and then mcintosh played really good he was he was out playing a guy who people said that could win mvp in jla and he's a good couple of in and jla is a good couple of inches taller than him yeah like just an incredible game from him and um, McVeigh as well. He's been just unreal. All, yeah. And then um, game three was just a, it was what it was. Like Golding was out injured. Um, you can say what you want about that, whether that affected it or not. And um, yeah, Delhi, De- Delhi getting fouls yeah. early and Garda not shooting well and Jack White missing all those free throws and this and that and the other. It was just a perfect storm and Tazzy was able to win. Yeah. And what, what yeah. I was going to say about game three, I mean, we saw Goulding the start. The, he wasn't going to play. You know, before the game even started, announcement, I think he did his calf, I believe, um, in the warm ups. So he wasn't able to play. And at that point, I looked at it and I thought, Tazzy have got a real good chance to win this. Because I've known throughout the season, when whenever Melbourne have struggled, I've looked at them and, and thought, the, the thing is they can't score. If it's not Goulding, if it's not the Garda, who, who's going to, who are they going to in the clutch? Because in that game, in game three, we saw no Goulding at all. Who's got to step up? They have to step up a guy in Deladova who was shooting a lot of four threes that he's not capable of doing. That's not what his role should be um, in, in whatever team he's part of. And I think that was a major problem for United this year. They, I mean, I like Baba. 
I like the signing of bringing him back, but I think they needed more of a an import scorer off the bench, like a, a Scotty Hobson bringing back, something like that. That's what they missed. They missed that other scorer, whether it was off the bench or not. Um, they asked too much from Delhi. Uh, he shot terribly, and man, that's 700K. That's probably worth the check jump for starting five. So um, definitely a bit overpaid in my opinion, but who knows? Um, look, it was... Aiden, do you, do, you, do you agree with me? Do you think Melbourne was definitely missing a scorer this season, yeah, especially in the game? Some off the bench. Like, if you're calling it play of the series for Melbourne, I'm going to show you. But, yeah. uh, um, yeah, I, I guess, uh, I, Jackson, I don't reckon it was over at court time. I reckon it was over at half time. But to Jazzy's credit, they did come back in a way. So I think it was both five points at quarter time and half time for game one. And then game one, yeah. that third quarter got wide open. And then, Tazzy brought it kind of back. Like, I think they were within nine in the last minute and a half, but I, I knew they were going to come back and win. Yeah. No way. Like, United were good. It was a foul game, basically. Um, that second game, they, they were always going to come back and win that. I always thought, you know, that the crowd would be hostile. It'd be like Perth 2.0. Yeah. And in game three, they had no one. They had no one to go to. JLA couldn't get going. Yeah. Carla missed a lot. The only player that I could say that had a good game in game three was Shaley. Yeah, yeah Ely played incredibly well. He was the best player. Ely needs to be paid He needs to get paid a lot of money because he hundred percent reset. I mean, we can go as far to say as he's better than Delhi. I, I don't know. Not, if it, not, oh, um, I don't know if that's a huge call. We're we talking not, about this season. If, I was say, if we're talking about this season. Yes, just if the way talking, he played in the series. I feel like he was more impactful for United. I don't know if many people but agree with me. Maybe I'm just no. being biased because it's Delhi, he's an NBA champion, etc. He's on big money. He's, you know, one of the best players in Australian history. But maybe I'm just being biased. I don't know. Well, we talked about this earlier in the season when Guardian played the first two games against Phoenix and I don't know who the first. Uh, who Sydney. Sydney. Yep. Yeah, Guardian wasn't playing and they lost both. Yep. I mean, yeah, they just need another score throughout that they series. They just needed and... his power, like his power, his scoring power and the leadership on the court. Like, I know he was there on the game. Because but... I knew it was going to be a very defensive series. Both teams are really good on the defensive end. But the Jack Jumpers, they have Josh Adams, Steindl, well, uh, Josh Jack Adams McVay. The second half, like that first half, they kept him really contained. Yeah. And then he got off his He finish. ended up scoring 30 points. So they had scores all around the Jack Jumpers. And that's what got them the win in that series. Um, but let's talk about how big the Jack Jumpers are. Right, not only in Tassie, they're not that but... big. Um, they're like this big, you know. They're not. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, they're like ten centimeters, maybe. Not they're pretty small ants, but um, no, they're they're huge. Have taken the state by storm, and um, look, basketball is growing at an alarming rate now in Tassie. I mean, you look at people on social media saying that their kids are now, you know, they couldn't care less about basketball twelve months ago, and all they talk about, all they do is is play basketball. And if you want to talk about crazy. someone, the Bev show, the Bev show, <laughs> he's getting it random. If you're listening, you should have been at the game. You shouldn't have gone back home <laughs> that night when you watched it. Um, but everyone's getting around Tassie and, and even a lot of AFL reporters on social media saying, build it and they'll come. I mean, I think it's just clear that basketball is number one in Tassie right now. Why did he need an AFL team there? Basketball's yeah. there. Well, Jack mm-hmm. back when was at the game yesterday, a few Tasmanian, I think Costello, Brent Costello, went actually to Melbourne. I think he actually walked past me. I didn't know who he was at the time, but looking back, I knew who he was. But anyway, I'll ask you, Jackson. Do you think? Do you think? 
um, that Jack Jumpers have just taken over AFL in Tasmania? Yes, no question. Like, I don't need to say anymore. Thing is, AFL has been on the decline in Tassie for a number of decades, and it's been because the AFL hasn't been willing enough to give them a team. And um, it stemmed from... It's like in the 90s, they had a chance and they didn't give them a team. In the early 2000s, they had a chance and didn't give them a team. When, you know, North Melbourne was originally going to go to Gold Coast, they were going to get a team, but then they didn't. So they put that team up in Gold Coast and it's just evolved from that. And AFL numbers are going down. A whole lot of state league clubs are now non-existent. They're gone. And um, like... Basketball has been on the rise. Like we've seen talent like the Armstrong brothers and these guys come out of Tassie. And it's just skyrocketed with the Jack Jumpers coming in and all of this. So I think the AFL has missed too putting late a team the in. Yeah, it's too late. It's um should have happened three decades ago. Should have happened two decades ago. Should have happened a decade ago and they didn't and they put a team up in Gold Coast, which they're just pushing money into a fire pit and it's never going to work out. Yeah. While with Tassie, you can now see it's financially viable, but they've missed the ship on it. And yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just huge, huge stuff. I mean, this is the best inaugural season I've seen in sports for a while and just the way they've been able to to just bring a community together in, in quite a small state um, has been unbelievable and um, man if they win the championship just the scenes the the absolute scenes if they win the championship um, you know as I said you're getting people that couldn't care less about basketball 12 months ago and now people from Tasmania all they can talk about is this team so it's it's crazy what can happen if you just if you start a team the right way. We might as well move on to the next series that happens. Yeah, they have they have missed a boat to AFL, or as in Corey's case, they missed a plane. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, we move on to the next series, Sydney and the Hawks. I was a bit surprised this this series kind of got a lot of hype around it. I thought it was going to be a much entertaining, much more entertaining series than the other one. But it ended up in a Sydney sweep, and I don't know, it just didn't exceed my expectations. Uh, Jackson, your thoughts on those two games and uh, the Sydney Kings sweep over the Hawks? Hawks were up by 10 points in the second game, and they choked it, right? Mm. I can't say any more than that. You had game one at home. You should be winning those. It was packed out, highest crowd of the year, highest crowd since, like, two decades ago in Illawarra and they lost it. Yeah. Fast forward to game two, you're up by 10 points at half and then you choke. Yeah. Like Harvey fouls out and then you have to rely on Thane Mays, which I'll get to in a minute <laughs> because my gosh, he's so frustrating to watch sometimes, but had a chance and you blew it and therefore it's a sweep. But I think the biggest storyline to come out of this series is what's happening off court because of it with Gorgon and yeah we'll get into what's, it. what's going yeah. on with that but yeah. Adams is a star you can't deny him and um C- Sydney are championship favorites for a reason in I mean especially when they're playing Tassie and not United but um 
Discord I can't stuff. really say anymore because what is there to say? Talk to me about Rathan Mays. Were you disappointed about him? Oh, gosh, he takes too many shots. The guy was brought in to be a facilitator and he's taking all these step-back threes and these mid-ranges that are heavily contested and he takes yeah. a spin-back jumper and he gets blocked and he does all this stupid stuff. And it's just so infuriating. When yeah. Gorgian said, when they brought him in, oh, he can play point guard so Tyler Harvey can be pushed to the two so that he could get more open. Just upon the wing too. Yeah. But the thing is, is that they didn't do that. Yeah. Like he was coming in as a scorer and that's not his job. Yeah. Like when they signed Travis Trice, he was going to be a playmaker. He wasn't, he wasn't going to be the guy that would score. But then Trice didn't get the jab. So they let him go. And then they bring in Rattan Mays and people thought, oh, he'll just be, you know, like what they're bringing in, what they brought Trice in to do to be, to be a playmaker. And then they didn't do that. So what was the point of bringing, bringing him in in the first place rather than re-signing Simon, right? Yeah. Like you have Emmett Nara off the bench who can do exactly that. And yep. I don't see the point in it. Aaron, no. your thoughts on that series? Well, I did say my hot take that we're going to sweep. But anyway, we can. <laughs> no, I, I, I went into it when, when we were going through the dissection of the series. I said their bench needs to score. Like they need their bench to step up if no one's going. In that first game, no one was going. And it was a crap game at home. And then when Rafa Mays is the only one that actually scored off the bench, yeah. I think nine points in our first game off the bench was terrible. Like the second game was kind of, there was more. Because you talked about the bench last week, there's yeah. no impact. Was it nine points needed, off the bench? Yeah. Nine points was the, the game before the last final. game against Sydney in the regular yep. season. Um, and then the first game they ever played was two points off the bench, which I don't know how they ended up having two points. Um, but yeah, it was strange. It was very strange. Sorry, I just got um, yeah, but yeah, I, I. I I just I was right about it because Sam Fleming wasn't scoring, and then when they needed to play at nine White in that last game, in game two, a bit more. yeah, they definitely needed to give guys like Nara and, and White some more minutes throughout the season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, seeing this sweep them, I'm, I was a bit surprised to be honest. But you got your hot take right, Aiden. This one, <laughs> I think um, um, I, I might hit some. I think I think I hit some, but not as. Um, but we move on. Tassie and Sydney in the grand final series now starts this Friday night in Sydney. And it's got to be a big crowd there um, expected and, and will definitely be a sellout in Tassie on Sunday as well. Um, my question is, who wins this series? And in how many games? I'll start with you, Aiden. Sydney in four. Sydney in I four? Think Tassie won. I think Tassie, like, I wouldn't be surprised to go to five, but I think Sydney get. Yeah. I just find it hard for them to, to, to defend their bench as long as... Like Sydney's got a good depth with Tom Vidanovich, Glover, not that. I'll, I'll go to that later with my preview, but um, Jackson. Yeah, I've got the exact same. Like I see Sydney winning their two home games and Tassie winning their first, but then I think Sydney will just have too much and they'll win in Tassie in their second game there. But who really knows, right? Because <laughs> can't go go we've <laughs> This entire year, we said T- Tassie were two and six, right? 
Right. They were ninth. Yeah. And then fast forward to a couple of rounds to go. Oh, Tassie are sixth. Oh, there's still a chance. Then fast forward a bit more. Oh, Tassie's fifth, but they're not going to overtake Perth. Yeah, and they beat Perth. And then Perth lose and they lose and they lose. And Tassie get in, right? We've been saying this the entire year. But they can't beat United. Oh, they can't beat United. And then they beat United. So who knows? Look, that's why I'm sticking with my hot take. If you didn't remember last week, the Jack Jumpers will win the championship. And I'm sticking with it right here. I'm, I think I'm in a minority by saying the Jack Jumpers will win this series. Because, look, Sydney have experience. They got they got the best roster on paper. This is, best, this is basically the best roster on paper versus the worst roster on paper. Who would have thought? And, I mean... You look at Sydney, they've got guys like Jalen Adams. They've got an NBA champion in Ian Clark. They've got Jarrell Martin, one of the best import bigs we've seen in the last few years. We've got Xavier Cooks, who should be in the NBA soon. I mean, they're roster stacked. Vasilievic as well, he's been a gun. Um, they've just got an amazing five. And you look at them compared to Tassie, you know, it's a huge difference. But Tassie can beat anyone in this league. And I think they will, they'll win this game. They'll win this series. Um, in five games. I'm going to go five games. I want to say four. I want them to win a championship at home, but I think they'll win it in five, and I hope it does go to five. I hope it's a, a good series um, that we witness, but um, I'm, sticking with my, I'm sticking with my hot take and saying Tassie will win the championship because I want to see it happen. It will be unreal. Um, but you guys got anything else before the grand final series kicks off this week? I'll just on my hot take. I've got something. Go on. Right? So we saw last year a change to, and this was because of COVID, a change to how the series structure was, best mm-hmm. of five. Like two, two, and one. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on them changing that in the future? Like keep it five games, but maybe, you know, have, you know, like the away team go like 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 um first two home games then you go like we're saying top seed sydney sydney tassie tassie sydney or sydney sydney tassie sydney tassie or tassie and then Mm. two sydney and then tassie then sydney Mm. but like i don't know i think i think the current i think the current way is fine or sydney sydney tassie tassie sydney but the thing um, is the reason why i'm saying this is because We've seen in previous years when the NBL does something stupid and they make Perth fly to New Zealand the day after and then New Zealand have to fly to Perth and then they play the day after and then then they have to do the entire thing over again five times. And it's not good in terms of travel. And, like, that's happened, you know, and it's not just Perth to New Zealand. It's, you know, all these different cities that are longer distances than teams should be playing. Like we see in Europe. Like, it's a two-hour drive or something from London to France or something like that. It's it's not that long, but over here, it's very different. And yeah. is it really viable to be doing all these games? You know, you played two games in three days and... Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. I think it's between either the current system or when I said 
double oh, home game. It's, not, it's a five-game series. Sydney will have the advantage with two get home games in a row. Yeah, and then it's all about advantage. Like maybe some team gets more of a... No, I don't know. But like, um, maybe with the play-in, it might change. You know, so that could... Yeah, but I think <laughs> I still think semi-finals should be three games, grand final five games at the moment. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Until we have but, maybe more teams. Let's move into some off-court news, some big off-court news today as well. But we'll get into uh, one earlier in the week. Chase Buford and Cooks were fine after their comments um, in the last game of the season against the Hawks. They were absolutely hammering ref Chris Reed. I didn't even think he was that bad. But anyway, the Kings had a real go at him. Um, you can probably watch that. I think I posted it, uh, the video on Instagram and Twitter, etc. So take a look at that and give you some context of what they said. But um, they were just wearing him down. They didn't want him to, to ref that series, and he didn't. And look what happened. Sydney wins. But uh, He's ref to Grand Finals, I'll tell you. <laughs> Chase Buford, he was fined $10,000, which is the biggest fine this season in the NBL, um, which is a huge number. Definitely surprised me. That would be the money in total of what it's worth that they've all done for it. If it was $100 each, actually, it would be more than that. But... Yeah, I know. It's, it's a huge fine. Um, for him, I didn't even think he did that much. But anyway, he was fined ten thousand uh, dollars. It's not just for the rant at the camera, right? Yeah. You, do you know what it's actually for? I don't think I do. He wrote, I think, on oh, the yes, door yes, yes. of the refs, like change rooms, NBL refs effing suck, and then yeah. like something <laughs> else, and like oh, that's, that's why the majority of the fine is ten grand. Yes. I'm not saying the rant at the camera wouldn't yeah. warrant a fine because yeah. it obviously would but I most of that 10k that. is from that yeah. so i did i yeah. did see that actually so um should have been talked about more but that's crazy yeah that yeah that definitely deserves a 10k fine then now that i remember but um that's crazy you wrote a note to the refs that's that shouldn't be acceptable in the league. And now he's getting he should be suspended for one game, at least. Well, he well, yeah. that's also he's suspended for one game, but they're holding it off for next season. So um I don't know about that. Uh, give it to him in the first game of the finals. See how Tazzy goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give give Kevin Lish head coaching girls. Or Daniel Kick it. Yeah. Yeah. But um Cook's also fine, two thousand as well. Um, but that's crazy what Chase Buford did. I think he definitely deserves that fine and should have been talked about more. Should have yeah. about it. I just anyway. want to say this this makes my instant with Morrison look a whole <laughs> lot better. Like, I'm actually happy you now. Skobo is more related to anyone right now. That he hasn't been the worst coach to get fined. Yeah. You know what? Of course, he's already got fined one shooting you, hasn't he? Shouldn't yeah, for their, their... Yeah, the brawl in Illawarra. Illawarra, one of them. But surely they have... Sydney love getting involved with everyone, don't they? They love anyway. to get involved with their And then Ford, um, what's his name? The one in America now. Uh, Will Weaver. Thank you, Will Weaver. Yeah. Gacy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's um, not get started with Gacy. Because Gacy, Gacy's a good an average coach. But anyway. Gacy's a good guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, know, he, he means well. We'll move on to the big news of uh, today, actually, just before... And uh, I don't think this news surprised me at all. I don't know about you guys, but Brian Gorgian, the GOAT of NBL coaching, has stepped down um, as head coach of the Illawarra Hawks. He had an option on his three-year deal this year, but he declined. Obviously, he makes assistant coach Jacob Jacobus the new head coach of the Illawarra Hawks now. And uh, Gorgian, he's not the world. What it says in the article is that he's been approached by overseas clubs, um, but... 
he's definitely looking into that. But currently, he's still a part of the Hawks organization as a special advisor for basketball operations. So be interesting to see his next step. A lot of rumors that he could be going to Southeast Melbourne as their new coach, but I, I honestly don't think that will happen. I think for him, I think he'll take a step back. Special advisor role would be good and focus a bit more on the boomers. What do you guys think about this news? No, I reckon he needs one more year coaching. He can't, he can't do it. I, don't, I can't see coaching taking a year of coaching before the Olympic came back. I feel like he wants to coach somewhere. Mm. He's, got, he's got to coach somewhere before he coaches the Olympic team. Because, it, well, if he's coaching the Olympic team. Like, that's still, I think he, he's still locked yeah. in. For the, I think he's locked in for and, now. And World Cup. Because you never know what's going to Yeah. But I still think Phoenix is a possibility. I still feel like that's... I think worst comes to worst. Like, the last will be... The, like thing, He'll go to Phoenix and coach that. And then, I mean, uh, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> well... I'm just going to say this, right? And... It's 100% not going to happen. But if Perth get desperate... Oh, okay, okay, okay. But it's not going to happen. Morrison. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. I thought you were about to break some news to both of us. No, 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 no. But, like, if Perth get desperate, they'll get Gorgian. They have the money. I don't but, think he will go to Perth, though. Yeah, he won't go to Perth. No. But, um, give it to Dan Shimmy. He can replace Dan Shimmy in the whole thing. <laughs> so, I'm sure every team will want to call with ju- just on Just on this Gorgian leaving Illawarra stuff, right? I've heard that um, when Kadahi left, yep, the I mean, he's still part of ownership, Gorgian. right? Yeah, yeah. But when he left the front office, the like Gorgian was going to leave with him. Right, mm. he wasn't yeah. going to stick around. Yeah. So, like, and there's been rumors about them, as in both of them, going to another club or just leaving entirely. Yeah. And retiring, but um. I see Jory. I don't. I don't see Gorge retiring there. I don't see yeah. him retiring. I see Dory by injury, not team, but I'm so, right. yeah. So I interviewed Beveridge last week, right? Robert yep. Beveridge, and I asked him about potentially there being like, like what's there in football Australia currently with um, I forget who it is, Graham Arnold, and he coaches the Socceroos, he coaches the under 19s, the under 17s, under 21s, all of the men's programs. Like, is there going to be like a full time position with Basketball Australia when it comes to coaching? And you coach the Boomers, and you coach the Emus, and you coach. Up mm. and down, you coach the university games team, mm. and um, I just think that may be a possibility for the next year. It would be a lot of traveling for him, though. I don't think he wants to, yeah, travel as well, much. Like, I, actually, no, I don't he's gonna go. Gorge is gonna go back to Box Hill and make the next Ben Simmons. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's where actually, his brother's no, coaching. Why, why am I saying Ben Simmons? That's not a good name to <laughs> Well, I, I wouldn't mind. I, I hope he stays here in the NBL, where whatever team, whatever role it is, because. He's huge for this league. Um, if not, NBA, why not? You know what? Like if I, I said, was an NBA yeah. team, I'd... Well, like like I'd I said in our chat, he's the Lakers' next coach. <laughs> the Lakers' next coach. Well, is a coach Imagine that. Coach. But um, look, it'd be interesting to see what his next move, next move is. But I think uh, at the moment, he's going to be staying with the Hawks organization. But um, yeah. man, it's, it's going to be... It's, it's sad that he's not going to be on the uh, sidelines and hearing his... What he Yelling. says to players, it's it's it's. I'm gonna miss the the satchel, the bum bag. 
Um, no, but yeah. you know what it is? I reckon the, the two assistant coaches for Jacob and with the one that he's got. Right Sean Rogers. Yeah, it'll be Sean Rogers, Tim Conrad, and AJ, AJ I'll be awful. Yeah, play. like what Sydney have done with Lish and Kickett. I wouldn't mind uh, Conrad oh, and Ogilvy ste- stepping into assistant coach roles. Yeah. Well, I think Conrad will be because Conrad was before he got signed last year. Yeah. Wasn't uh, Conrad like front office? Like he was, he was working and he was like yeah. a community type yeah. person. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get into the other big news today. And that was Bryce Cotton. The GOAT import, uh, if you want to say, uh, has re-signed with the Perth Wildcats on a three-year deal. And this is definitely not surprising at all. I think everyone uh, expected this to happen. It's Perth or nothing, Perth or NBA for him, basically. And um, three-year deal. Um, yeah, you got you guys got anything? Yeah, but let's also three-year deal in all. Let's just say for life, because he's not leaving Perth. Yeah, 100%. Wildcat for life. Okay, you guys, so you you guys know, got anything I'll, to add about Unless there's a huge falling out between the coaches in Perth, <laughs> No, nah, I think he'll definitely stay with the organization so. for forever. But uh, you guys got anything to add, Jackson? You were perfect. If there was going to be an ownership group that would stuff this up, it would be this one. But luckily, it hasn't. No, I'm for five years, Joe. I reckon that would have been a great contract. Yeah, I think the max five is years, years can Yeah. Yeah, but no, like a guy like Hachi wouldn't like a five-year deal after him bagging about AFL big deals. Like, I'll just divert to ownership because I brought it up. Hutchison said, and I quote, we are hands-on owners. We are the most hands-on owners this club has ever enjoyed. Right? Yep. I can think of at least four or five different ownership groups that the Wildcats have had that they are more hands-on. I interviewed Beveridge last week and he said, after some losses, there'd be a board meeting on Monday with Jack Bender saying, why did we lose this game? And Hutchie's in Melbourne and... How do you know they're not having Zoom meetings, though? Yeah, Zoom meetings. You could assume this shit. Yeah. 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 But like, they could be having. Vlahov was coaching while he was owning. Like, he was on court. He was doing all this stuff when he was owning. And all these other guys. I think Dory is the most, like, when he was owning, like, well, he's he's the most, like, one of the most, like, I think Paul Smith would be fairly hands on. Paul Smith is. But yeah. like, but, we're in a white coast, every away game, no matter where it is. Yeah. Mm. I think well, that Perth fans, honestly, I think Perth fans are just, they're just going crazy on the owners for no reason because they've missed the finals for the first year in ages. I feel like that's the case. Um, I feel like they've got good ownership right now and they're definitely in safe hands. Yeah, they missed the finals for the first year, but they still had a really good season despite them having to travel on the road the yeah. whole year. So, I don't think there's anything to worry about with the ownership. Um, I think during, I mean, they've, they've signed some great players and signed Condon on a three-year deal. I mean, I don't think there's anything to worry at Perth and they'll be dominating the league once again uh, next season. Other re-signings in this past week, Sunday Deck was a huge one. He signed a yeah, multi-year I I, deal. I saw that coming. I don't think that was going to... No, I think I saw that coming. Uh, Adelaide, they've been good to secure some good players. Sunday Deck, three-year extension. Same yep. till 2025. Um, really good defender. Off. He should be coming off the bench though for Adelaide next season um, if they want to make finals. He's a great player, but he should be a six-man type player. You said 2025. It feels like a long time away. Yeah, it's I know. Like it does, five, it does six but it's years. three years away. Um, Hiram Harris also re-signed with the 36s, uh, just on a one-year deal. Definitely deserves it. Um, should have been in the NBA on a guaranteed deal earlier but he's in it now definitely deserves that deal and uh, hopefully gets a bit more minutes off the bench 
Another re-signing uh, bench player for the Breakers, Sam Timmons, goes from development player to a major roster spot, joins the Breakers uh, roster with Rob Lowe and apparently Todd Abercrombie. He's out yeah, of contract, but in the article it says he is contracted, so I don't know what's going on there, but um, yeah. And potentially Isaac Davidson, but I don't know about that. Yeah, he's got an option as well, and uh, obviously Besson and Deng are uh, contracted, but they will be going to the NBA. So I hope to see a bit more New Zealand flavour in their team next season. That's why they were so successful 10 years ago. They just I'm worried had... about this New Zealand team still. They're signing low and they've got low teammates. They're not going to get an import big. Uh, I think they will. I think Timmons will be 11th man. Um, but either way, I think I hope they add a bit more Kiwi flavour okay. in their team this season. Um, but yeah, another one, Kai Soto declared for the draft. That the one, MVP. Jackson is going to back every... every... She's the one, Jackson wants the number five pick. Right. This, this surprised me. Um, I, I, I'm a bit confused of whether he's still a chance to return to Adelaide next season because I definitely think he should. I, no, I don't I think he... He definitely won't be drafted, but there, there may be some NBA interest if he has a good um, workouts with some NBA teams. Who knows what could happen? I mean, a seven-foot-three guy that's, you know... So much potential in this guy who wouldn't want to invest in Kai Soto, especially the, the engagement you'll get with your organization. So, who knows what will happen? Well, so, NBA 10 does, they're going to get a huge payout for it, and then we're going to yeah. a lot of money. But I definitely yeah. think it would have been better if he uh, stayed in Adelaide for another year. And I think most people agree with me, Jackson. Yeah, he signed a two plus one deal and he's leaving after one year. Like, mm. and I, can he still well, could he year, could mate? still, yeah. I think he's still withdrawn from draft, so I don't think I don't think he'll. Yeah, actually. yeah. I think he should return to Adelaide, though. Um, but honestly, the NBA and, and and his engagement, you never know what could happen. I could um, see somebody picking just, him up on a two-way just for yeah, like, for his potential and the engagement, etc. But uh, yeah, I hope he returns yeah, for one more year. He's still got plenty left to prove. So, yeah, a new owner in Brisbane as well announced yesterday. Uh, um, current owner of the of DC United, uh, American soccer team in the MLS, and also he's an owner of Swansea City, an English soccer team, and uh, very cool. They need some they need some new owners in Brisbane. I, I don't think they had the second worst attendance. They definitely need to improve on that uh, in the league. So around three thousand they average, which is not good enough for the third biggest city in Australia. So um, hopefully they improve, and obviously the investment. From I think his name's Jack Jake Silverman, Silverstein, something like that. Yeah. Um, he's investing mainly because the Olympics are in Brisbane in ten years' time. So, um, there may be some big owners coming to Brisbane sooner or later. And uh, one of his major things, if you read the article, one of the things he's trying to work with with the uh, Queensland or Brisbane government is uh, a new twelve thousand, fourteen thousand seat stadium soon for the Bullets. Uh, it'll be a lot of money, but uh, there'll definitely be a new big stadium. I don't think they're going to find a stadium in the next five years. Okay. Well, they've got to have the Olympics, so it definitely will be yeah. a big, big indoor well, stadium. But they're building one. When it will be, yeah. They're building one currently in the city. Well, yeah. going to be building one currently in the city. Yeah. Which is going to be used for basketball in the Olympics. So, so I think their goal should be yeah. by the, the time Olympics. they have the Olympics, they should be getting the bullets in there and selling out crowds, 12,000. Now that should be their goal in the next 10 years and hopefully mm. win a championship along the way and sign Aaron Banks <laughs> next season. And sign Aaron Banks. <laughs> Brisbane will always choke. Um, let's move the hot take of the week. We'll finish off soon. Hot take of the week. 
Uh, I'll start off and say that Tassie still would have won game three had Goulding of played. I don't know if that's a hot take. How can we evaluate this hot take? (laughs) Yeah. How, how, can, how can we how can we like pass it or fail it? Like anyway, continue. Anyway, I, I, I still think they would have. No, no, okay, you know what? Oh, oh, it's up. It's, it's did play. It's, but, a, it's yeah. a pass hot take. It's, it's, Jackson, your hot take. At least two players that are currently contracted at Illawarra for next year will leave. Oof. Right. Can we touch on that later? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that's in uh, one of the five questions as well oh i didn't want the five oh <laughs> damn okay. so i've no, wrecked no, that no, no. no you're good Aiden, Ian Clark will be grand finals mvp that's my hot take <laughs> i don't think it's a hot, i don't know if it's a hot take but i feel like he will I, no, that, no that's a hot take because everybody thinks adams adams well, well, which for me. Adam's cool. you've got your no one's thinking about boy Ian Clark. Well, I think he needs to start his wait, is he starting? Oh, Cooks, he's not even start um uh, uh what's his name? Clark, he's not even starting, so that's definitely what I've got. Take. Who's the point guard again? Uh, Adams. Adams. Adams and Vasilovich. Then Cooks and Martin. Wani. Martin. Wani is free. You know what? Start in at the free. Just go for it. I, I'd start um Clark over Vasilovich and have Vasilovich come off the bench because you need that defensive guy on like Adams or Majek. Who can stop him? So Wani would yeah. still start, I think. I think Adams or Cooks will get finals MVP if Sydney win. But if Tassie win, Josh Adams, 100%. Um, nah, Fabian Krizlovic. <laughs> five rapid questions. Here we go. Is basketball the number one sport in Tassie? Yes. Oh, yes. Of course, cricket's boring. We want to do what's Should the NBL expand ASAP, expand the league ASAP? Are we saying how long do like what are we saying? Two to three years. Two to three years. No, but in five years, yes. Okay. Um, Will Barlow and Brad Newley retire, or should they retire? Barlow will retire. I say because isn't he taking up a job with the Sabers as they head? Yeah, yeah. in my opinion, because he's still playing. He's playing and coaching at the same time. Yeah. So you say yes, no? Will Barlow and Newley? I think Newley's. Yeah. Yes. Well, I thought Newley was done on the end of last season and he showed signs this year. So I'm going to say no to Newley, but yes to Barlow. Yeah. Um, will Jalen Adams or should Jalen Adams get a guaranteed NBA deal next season? When you say guaranteed, you like me like a kid for size guaranteed. Well, you look at Jay Sean Tate when he went from Sydney to Houston. No, if John Mooney couldn't get one, I if don't. If Kevin Sykes couldn't win, well, I don't think Adams is going to last long back in there. Yeah. I think he definitely deserves Nothing's it. Nothing's guaranteed. And Tate can get one. I definitely think Adams deserves a guaranteed deal, but that's just me. Will the how Hawks... old's Adams? He's like 25. Okay, and how old was Tate? Like 23? Same age, I'm pretty sure. Okay, and Keeper so... Sykes is 28, so... Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, he'd get a guaranteed deal. Uh, and the final question is, uh, will Hawks players such as Duop Reef leave the Hawks because of Gorge and Levin? Yes. Well, he's still around, well, for now, around the club. Door will go. I don't think anyone else will go. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Um, but to your thing, what you said in your hot take, Jackson, I don't think um, Hawks players that are contracted will leave because he's still got Jacob Jacobus there and Gorgon's still enrolled there. Dory's still there. I don't think many players will leave. Um, and they definitely want to win a championship the way they're at at the moment. I think uh, add a few more pieces, I don't think players will leave. See what happens. Anyway, that'll do for another episode of the NBL News Podcast.
Wait, and, wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. You got something one else to add? One more, one more thing. If you haven't checked out the dunk from, on NBA One, check it yes. out. Oh yes, please do. I'm sorry, we couldn't. Maluch, Maluch, bring it to the NBL next season. It will be in the NBL next season. That's a guarantee. Well, you yeah, average what is it, sixteen and nine in New Mexico, really good college. Featured Cam Bearsdale, Luke Longley, Hugh Greenwood. Played well in Europe as well. I'm surprised he wasn't in mm. the NBL uh this season well, definitely will be after that though. got some got some eyes on him yeah he's um, gonna be just based off a duck one duck is gonna impact someone's but yeah next week could be our last episode uh if if it doesn't go to five games last obviously season potentially potentially so um hopefully not we want to see a game five but uh either way we'll see you guys uh next week in the nbl news podcast